Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Edge Backstage Pass, the weekly podcast from the Tuesday night show at the London comedy store, The Edge. This week we cover a wide range of topics and our team don't always agree on some of the big issues. Nevertheless, much fun is had and the common dream of doing comedy again is where we all come back together. Hello, uh, it's Alistair Barry, and I'm here in my sauna-like shed uh, in Hartford, sick of lockdown. Hello, this is Alison June-Smith, and I am coming to you live from my closet in Manchester. Hello, this is Leo Kers. I'm in Glasgow in my mum's house. There's a painting behind me that my brother did when he was about seven, and it's a, it's a flying teapot with teeth. Um, so, there we go. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rob Rouse, and I am also in Alistair Barry's <laughs> sauna, but he's not aware of it yet. <laughs> oh, A nice little visual gag from Rob there. Oh, sorry, just for the purpose of people listening online, I started taking uh, all of my clothing off. Um, we normally finish with something positive, but the first news story I clicked on today was that mm. we now have coronavirus under control in this country, apparently. Oh. You believe, believe that? <laughs> you? Yeah, hey, it's on the BBC, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it must be true then. If our government is saying it, then it must be the truth. It says death yeah, rate yeah. back I think to you're right. normal in the UK, is what it says. On the yeah. So really? the, good old, the good old positive story, Simon, is that as many people are dying in June as usually do. Well, I guess a lot of them have already died. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're going to be below average for a while. <laughs> always, always trust Leo to give it that extra positive spin. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's meant to be um, back to normal for June, unless you live in Leicester, apparently, in which case you yeah. don't have to do anything. Um, but they don't appear to, they appear to have not told Leicester anything apart from don't go anywhere. The usual level of, uh, of world-beating communication that we've come to know and love from this government. And surely death is probably quite a relief after living in Leicester. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, the date re- death threat has nothing to do with coronavirus. Let's be honest. It's just to be fair. They, you know, since since Leicester Jonglers closed, they've been in lockdown for the last ten years anyway. I mean, there's been nothing going on ever since. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jonglers gigs were so sparsely populated. I don't think coronavirus could spread at them. Like Portsmouth Jonglers would have been like the safest place to be. It was like NHS Nightingale. <laughs> I think there's a good yeah. I think I've got I've got a plan for um, social. Actually, you can pass this on to the powers that be at the at the comedy store, Simon. I've, I've got do, yeah. a definite yeah. plan for socially distanced comedy going forward. Anyone who voted for this government is not allowed to uh, attend any form of live entertainment. Uh, and as a result, you, uh, Leo, and Leo Curtis is not allowed to perform either, could I just say? Um, and, uh, and then every, everyone would be happy, I think. It, it didn't take long, did it? It didn't take long. <laughs> well, what I'm loving is all these comedians are coming out and being like, oh, the government isn't giving us any support. It's like you've spent the last 10 years just consistently slagging off the government. Why would they do anything to help you? They probably want all comedians to fall into poverty and die, you know? According to Oliver Dowden, Leo, we are the soul of this nation, which is why <laughs> it's true. I think just us five, us five here. I think that's what he said anyway. But no, because did you, did you read, as a fan of your, your lot, did you read the five-stage roadmap to recovery for live performance? Oh, My yeah. fucking two-year-old could have written it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> the first stage was rehearse at home, which comedians spend half their time doing anyway. The second one was do things online, which sounds up to some sort of interpretation. But frankly, what 
the comedy circuit has been basically three months of 45 year olds staring at computer screens going how do i make youtube work and then the next three stages are basically wait till someone calls you back to work it's utterly risible but no we are he managed to sort of uh, bookend it by saying that we were the soul of the nation, which I thought was uh, quite remarkable coming from a yeah. tour. No, although, is it a truth, isn't it? Playing devil's advocate by supporting uh, Leo on this one. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but you know, no, we this is not why you were brought onto this podcast. Rob, <laughs> me and Leo have come. Me and Leo have come. We're, we're going to. The only way we can solve the issues in the world is we actually, actually fucking talk to each other, isn't it? Now, I think Leo makes a very good point. And also, there are a lot of comics, aren't they? Because most of us are self-employed and assuming we've been in the business as a self-employed sole trader. I never became a company. I, and I was always financially unsuccessful enough that when I came into this, <laughs> I've got the 80% and I've been doing DIY. I'm having a fucking great time. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> you know, so it's wins and losing it. Like you either you either you pretend you're a company, don't you? And, uh, and then you, you fell through the cracks when it happened. Or you, you file your tax return and uh, pay probably probably a little bit more than you should do. But then in this situation, win win. <laughs> so Rob, you're you're so bad at comedy that you've been fined throughout all of this. Is that right? Is that... <laughs> oh, now that is a body blow. Yeah, he's doing that classic Tory thing of reinvesting in his own business, building a toilet in his office to make it more suitable to produce groundbreaking work as yeah. time goes on. What is the No, no, build? no. The reason I've built a toilet in the garage is because my wife has banned me from shitting in he's, the house. Yeah, he's no longer going <laughs> to take a crap. How long, how long have you lived politics. in that house? Pardon? How long have you lived in that house now? We've been here about six years. Yeah, she's had and, and six years going, I need you to build somewhere else to shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, Helen would rather I went outside and shut in the street than, 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 than shut in the house. Mate, you want to get yourself down to Bournemouth Beach? There's a lot of that about down there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was mad, wasn't it? All of that. Oh, come on. We've all taken a shit in the burger box, haven't we? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it, like, I mean, like most people, I mean, albeit it was yeah, pandemic aside, uh, people kind of threw caution to the wind going down to Bournemouth. But, but most people uh, yeah, behaved themselves. But there was just one. There's always one bad egg, isn't there? It's particularly, particularly bad egg um, that someone did in that burger box. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I saw someone like I live in Hartford, and they had some. I saw someone being interviewed on the news, going, uh, and apparently there's some people who shouldn't be here. Um, actually, that's probably us because we've driven here from Hertfordshire. And you think, <laughs> yeah, it is probably. Why would you drive? I don't understand people who drive from. And there was somebody driven from Newcastle. They found somebody driven from Newcastle to Bournemouth, and you go, Jesus. I mean, doing a reverse Dominic Cummings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, I've just taken to reading about the states because it makes me feel better being here. That's about the only thing that makes me feel. I'm from Canada, by the way, listeners. Uh, and uh, just so you know, I'm not one of them. We, uh, we try and find a Canadian who doesn't include that sentence at some point early in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you fucking blame him, Alistair? No, no, absolutely not. It's just I think you know why we identify ourselves. <laughs> I think I do indeed. I, 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 you, know, you know we all love the Canadian sense of humour over here because we have to put up with so many of you fuckers coming over and working. Well, <laughs> we're part of the Commonwealth. You're Queen on our money so we're in your yeah. comedy scene oh uh, absolutely so is it Wilmot who had that line about we we live next door to the Americans with the French in the cold so no wonder we're you know it's you've got a beautiful perspective on comedy 
but mm. uh, but clearly not enough of a comedy circuit to support your own comedian. Mm. <laughs> That's because we don't have enough people, which is why they're all safe right now in Canada because they're yeah, all it's, spread out. Is there, exactly, it's all about geographic spread and the fact there are fucking bears as well. I mean, you throw wild bears into the mix in a town, it really puts the yeah. cat amongst the pigeons in between. That would really aid lockdown, wouldn't it? If they'd put wild bears on Bournemouth Beach, there'd be less <laughs> burger boxes. Oh, you've got to pitch that to Channel 5. I'd watch that. <laughs> Have you had experiences with bears, Alistair? Uh, I've seen a few, like when I was on hikes and whatnot, but I've never had a direct encounter with a bear. But I, I've seen them from a distance, like a mile away. Yeah. That's probably that's, that's close enough for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then hike in the opposite direction. I had, been was... right up, I had been right up beside a moose. Uh, people always talk about bears, but if you've never seen a moose, they're bigger than, like, they're massive. They're the size of, like, half a bus, some of them. They're just mm. incredibly large, and you don't know it until you're, like, up close to one. But I speak to don't moose, they, so. Aren't they responsible for quite a lot of road deaths in Canada, where if you hit a moose in the car... It goes moose... right through the car, right through the yeah. windshield, and kills you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Why, that's why they had to recall years ago. They recalled loads of, I think it was Mercedes, because Mercedes built those small cars that were actually quite high. They looked like little people carriers. Oh, and yeah. They failed the moose test, which is what in Sweden they have, because they have a lot of moose in Sweden as well. They have a special moose test, which is how quickly your car can turn if it sees a moose in the road. And if it rolls you're in trouble and the mercedes failed the moose test yeah. is, is the plural for moose mice well they've got they've got a bad name because you think moose that's just going to be like air filled creamy chocolate you're going to go right mm. through it but actually they're very substantial animals they are they are solid leo that is correct leo, yeah. is you say elk? moose again that's fabulous in your accent by the way that's, that's just me trying to say mouse <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is an elk bigger than a moose or is a moose bigger than no, a moose is bigger than elk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Elks it, might have it, tremendous horns, but the moose, the actual moose, is always bigger than an elk. Okay. And is it is it an elk or a elk? An elk. That's just basic English. Or is it a an elk? <laughs> no one knows. Or, 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 <laughs> an elk. Once again, I have no idea what you're talking about. Pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what's happening like, in Canada with coronavirus? Is it literally because all Canadian comics always talk about driving nine hours just to do ten minutes gigs? So everyone's spread out. But is there, I mean, is there, did it do lockdown? Did it? Oh, yeah. Canada did lockdown. Canada did. They, they shut. They, in fact, they shut down two weeks before we did. So with a Everyone smaller population down. and less concern of Corona and the government said, let's shut it all down, everyone. And then two weeks later, the government here was like, we should really start thinking about possibly <laughs> worrying about our people. Um, so, yeah, Canada totally shut down. And in fact, it's interesting now because what is happening is I got lots of comic friends there. And I mean, they're live shows. They're doing tons of live shows right now, outside live shows. I know mm. one guy who's making a killing. He's like, I did four backyard shows yesterday. And I was like, oh my God. He's like, I'm making more money now than I ever did. And I was like, well, you're a shit comic. But yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> but it, it's very interesting because like there's so much more space and, and they're getting into it and their numbers are, you know, it's getting better and better. So it's Is interesting. That a travel ban on people from the States. Yeah. Yeah. Still, <laughs> oh, yeah really? You bet. Oh, my yeah. favorite thing so far, the one thing that's really made me laugh is that the European Union has introduced a travel ban on Americans. I think that's all I want now is for France to build a wall down its west coast and then ask Donald Trump to pay for it. <laughs> 
He gives me a lot of, uh, he makes me feel better. The moment got the, the Russian bounty thing saying he wasn't briefed on it. And every single uh, uh, intelligence source is saying he was briefed on it. 2019, he was briefed on it. He was briefed on it. and Numerous times. Because he doesn't like written briefings for reasons that are obvious. And so he likes, <laughs> he likes bounty bars. Though, he? he likes bounty bars. <laughs> Dark chocolate, doesn't like that. Um, yeah, so basically what it actually means is he was briefed on it, but just wasn't paying attention. Do you feel so? Well, in defense, he's got. Oh, here we go. Here we go. He's got to listen to a lot of stuff. If I had to listen to that much stuff, <laughs> I'd forget some of it. You know what I mean? Especially the unimportant stuff like Afghanistan, Taliban, Russia. Nobody's even sure where those places are. <laughs> so, you know, I've got some sympathy for him. He's, he's up for. Uh, there's, there's the election coming up pretty soon. Is it November? November the 3rd, Leo. I don't November. know you're going to be, but if you want to stay up and, uh, you know, get a few beers in, I'll happily watch it with you. Oh, I can't wait because I mean, the, according to the polls, uh, it's absolutely this time around. It's going to be absolutely impossible for him to to beat Hillary Clinton in 2016. So um, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to go the way. Hey there, now I'm really confused. Are you saying that in the 2020 election, Donald Trump is going to be competing against Hillary Clinton from 2016? No, nah, but everybody's saying, everybody's saying, oh, Donald Trump, he's totally going to lose. He's going to lose. He's going to lose so bad. But everybody was saying that before he trounced Hillary Clinton. He didn't. Well, when you say trounced, you mean lost by four million votes, but due to the archaic system they employ I think it's a great system. The presidency. It's very fair. Some people are <laughs> worth more than others. Oh, Honestly, no. if, 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 if all these liberals... Argument. If all these liberals want to affect, if they really want political change in the country, they should move from San Francisco and New York. They should move from those places to like Ohio and places yeah, yeah, like that. True. That'd be great. Just yeah. a massive, a massive influx of advertising jingle writers moving to <laughs> West Bubblefuck, Ohio to grow the outcome of the Electoral sure, College. That's a great welcome, idea. Yeah. The Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones have uh, said to Trump he's not allowed to use their songs in his yep. election campaign. And uh, I, I don't know why Donald Trump's the most rock and roll president we've ever had. The song he uses though is you can't always can't get what always you get want what you but if you want. try sometimes you'll get what you need it's an odd choice almost like he hasn't listened to the word Simon isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of songs to listen to there's a lot of songs to <laughs> but he's because he's got he's, Tom Petty has Tom Petty has issued a cease and desist order against him and Tom Petty is dead Bruce Springsteen <laughs> has uh, ordered a cease and desist he's going through I mean and to be fair the, the music he's chosen is not bad I'm just wondering who he's going to end up with. Who's 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 going to allow him to use their music? It's going to be Ted Nugent, someone like that, if, if somebody with doubt. an AK-47. <laughs> Did you see Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, going to some Trump rally as a racist? Um... And got them singing a racist song or some yeah. sort of sing-along. Yeah. But then the I, saw, I saw a headline saying how he nearly got in, <laughs> in trouble, but I didn't actually go further than that. So he. So he turned up, got them all to sing along to a racist song. Yeah, that can't have been difficult band. to get going, really, for Christ's sake. You turn up at Leo's house and get that. But of well, is, that a catchy, is that a catchy song? Yeah, yeah exactly. Song. I mean, it was a terrible song, yeah. If it's catchy, of course people are going to sing along. You can't have catchy racism. That's unfair. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Henning Venn does get people to sing along, isn't it? The Horst Vessel song that he gets yeah. everyone to sing along to, which is what <laughs> the one the Nazis came to power with. <laughs> And yeah. then Henning does kind of go, you see, so easy. So, you know, I mean, obviously. That was, a very, that was a very racist impression of uh, Henning there. I simplified it was uh, Germanically correct.
<laughs> See, we have lots more to say about America. It feels a lot yeah. better to just insult the other countries. Yeah, but they're going backwards so much now. And the amount of the governors who would just... What I can't understand is how the, the mask has become a political symbol. I can, I can understand it. Yeah. But like, if you turn up and... Do you see the woman standing in front of the bananas at a, um, a, health, a health food store screaming at the people who are asking her to leave that she had a breathing condition? And you're just like, what, through a face mask? And then, you know, you're offending my First Amendment rights or whatever. I can't remember which well, they're, amendment. Or they're using the phrase mask deniers. Like people right. who are, there was a woman literally making the case that God gave us this breathing system and was not for us to mess with it. <laughs> absolutely. That's true. right. That is, that is a sure sign of God. <laughs> God, God, God did give me the, the lungs and and the holes in my face to breathe in and out of. They did not. God did not wish them to be covered up with some kind of respiratory mask. It's, what's, no. what's good? What's good about this, Rob, is it's very difficult to see how they could possibly take that view into any form of Islamophobia as well, isn't it? That's, uh... <laughs> uh, are you guys wearing masks? Do you go to the shops in masks? You do. Yeah. Rob doesn't walk, leave his yeah. office. Rob can shit in his office. Rob doesn't. Yeah, I just shit in my garage. I'm, gro- I'm growing. I'm growing vegetables. I'm growing vegetables, and I've got chickens. So I'm, I'm trying to become. I'm trying to become completely self-sufficient. That's the plan. You, you are basically living in West Bubble Fuck, Ohio, aren't you? Yeah, it's, 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 for me, it's a bit like it's like being in the pandemic good life. That's how I describe it. <laughs> Great. It's a bit like being is it is like being in a disaster film, but wearing your slippers. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're trying to face down the ultimate threat in our pajamas. That's how I look at mm-hmm. it. That, these are the strap lines for the film. The yeah. Comforting inferno. Yeah, he's going to take on the world, but he hasn't had a shower yet. <laughs> <laughs> What's the longest everyone's gone without having a wash? I'll start the bidding at four days. I've gone four days. Yeah, four days oh, for me. I was joking. You, you, you filthy. <laughs> <laughs> four days. What, four days without a shower? I've done four days without a shower. I've got two, I've become an unemployed house husband. So I've got, because my wife luckily is working. Is, so. it, is, that, is that code for the, the unemployed house husband? Is that a sexual uh, reference? There? No, it's, to tell. It's the, no, it means I have a child of nine months and a child of two and a half years. And I have to look after them all the time. So first thing, Oh, mate. It, um, is that why you're hiding in your office? Fuck yeah. But no, <laughs> I, said, I said to my wife, I said, I've got to do this podcast today. Um, so you need to take them both out because she's gone to visit a friend. So I have had two hours without the kids for the first time in days. This is, I can't believe this is what I'm spending. At Alistair rings me every Friday that... and asks to be on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please, Doesn't please. that we've been on for days? But it is. It's a, it, do you know, that's another thing that's brilliant about this. Uh, is um, It's a strange thing, isn't it? Kind of uh, the, everyone's saying, what? When, when will they go back to school? And when you think about it, it's quite, it's quite rare. When Piers Morgan said, basically, people are just being asked to stay out and watch telly. And we all rarely, you know, agree with Piers Morgan. But um, at the same time, kind of, it, you know, it, it, but again, if you, if, you get, if you get in your 80% or your 70%, whatever it is, and then, yes, obviously, it will all start to fall apart and then we'll be eating each other. But until then, if you're getting your self-employment money and, uh, and you're... Being, get a chance to spend some time with your kids. It's all right, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, it's, I think if, it's, I was it's like, I, my, if I was getting 80% of my income, I would be a lot happier about it. But unfortunately, I'm one of those people, are you that, not? as you so beautifully put it, oh. pretending to be a company. Pretending to be a company. You incorporated. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just, Just to pick you up on one point, 
which makes absolutely no difference to my tax liability whatsoever. So uh, I'm a loser on both counts. So, yeah. so it was just for showing off in dressing rooms? No, it's because my <laughs> wife is also self-employed and it's the most sensible way to run our finances, Rob. But uh, okay, fair I, enough. Quite, fair I enough. didn't realise that you were going to be channelling Jeff Norcott during this conversation. <laughs> it's good though. Leo needs a partner, so it's nice, right? It's good for him. Yeah, but Jeff has taken all the right-wing TV time, you see. So Leo can't get <laughs> He really has. Leo, yeah. just, Leo just doesn't sound right-wing enough. I mean, what he says is perfectly right-wing enough, but the fact it comes out in a Scottish accent makes everyone just think he's probably to the left before he's even you know, got, got any meaning across. Added to which, mate, if you're going to try and come across as right-wing, you've got to do something about that background because it looks desperately like you're in a vegan cafe at the moment. Well, hello. There we go, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that... well Yellow wall art pictures. <laughs> um, I think he looks nice. So you're at your mum's house, Leo. Yeah, that's right, in Glasgow. So, um, so yeah, I mean... What's, what's... Leo's gone from the sublime to the ridiculous. How long were you in Australia for? Six months. No, five months. Five and a half months. Five and a half months. And then, so you've you've spent lockdown in Perth, the most remote city on earth, and Glasgow. That's quite a contrast. Yeah. And I had some time in Ryslip as well. Well, I mean, you've got to. We've got to. It wasn't a highlight. What was it like in Perth? Were people, I mean, how locked down-y was it? Were people as concerned? Was it... You couldn't go to comedy clubs and do shows. um, And you couldn't go to the pub until uh, about a month before I came back. Um... And you couldn't go to restaurants. But apart from that, it's fine. Everybody's going to the beach. Everybody goes to the beach anyway. It's not like, you know, the UK where there's like one beach and there's 60 million mm. people trying to get yeah. on that beach. There's like yeah. millions of beaches and only there's only about 45 people in Perth. So so it's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, so yeah, I was just hiking. It was, it was hot. Even though it was the winter, it was the Perth winter. It was like 25 degrees and sunny. And then I came back to the British summer and it was about <laughs> 12 degrees and raining. And now wow. I've compounded that by coming to Glasgow where I'm currently like, we're in tundra. But as a sky- Scotsman, I mean, in, in the summer, and I, I'm, I'm quarter Scottish myself, so I uh, just to look at the sun and I fry to a crisp. How on earth did you cope in the, in the Perth summer? Because that look must at be this, like 40, 45 degrees. Look at this tan, Rob. Yeah. I mean, I live with you. I live with you. It, look, it looks like burn. It looks like you've actually lost the surface. Yeah, skin. I do need to get a proper <laughs> webcam. This is, for some reason, I look like I've been boiled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at, okay. directly at epidermis. <laughs> but to be honest, Leo, where we started the podcast, you were holding up a mixing desk that you can't work. What you need to now pull into shot is a massive video camera that you can't work either. And then I'll take you through that as well. I was trying to get my, I've got this Canon Legria camera and I was trying to, apparently you could link that to use it as a webcam and it's amazing, it's, it's you know, HD whatever camera, but I can't, I can't make that work either. Not like you've had any time to, uh, you know, get your head around these technical things, is it? Yeah, yeah well, I like masturbating, what can I say? <laughs> can that really be the last line of the podcast? Hey, I think it might be. No, 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 I, I was just listening to that exchange thinking at least when, you know, when we do come out of lockdown, Alistair and Leah will be able to go on holiday together. Finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> I, I, I just feel this simmering, simmering tension that you just need to spend a bit more time with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Melbourne Comedy Festival 2019. It was glorious. Yeah, it was actually. It was really good fun. Yeah. Wow. It's a, a yin and yang of the political viewpoints, you see. I do the reading, <laughs> Leo does the shouting. <laughs> I know you're trying to wrap up, can, but can I ask the boys one question before don't we go? Forget, no, I don't yeah. Okay. I'm just curious and like nothing politically charged. Uh, are you guys like wanting things to get back to normal? Are 
you dying to get into a club? If all of a sudden clubs opened up right now, would you just go? Where are you guys at? Like comedy clubs. Yeah. Oh, oh I can't wait. <laughs> You'd lick someone with COVID not, in the face to get on the clubs, microphone. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'd like. I mean, I, I don't know. I've got. I think I've got a pretty healthy immune system, so I'm not too worried about coronavirus. But like, I just, I just miss it. I miss getting on stage and shouting at people. It's, sure. it's almost like a, it's like a thing. It's like a natural. Uh, you know, you got like the the lunar cycle, or you know going for a shit it's something like that it's something that i need to Leo's do is missing the adrenaline okay yeah yeah, yeah. I, so you're I, not... I mean i would say i'm I, i'm it's a bit odd there's a little bit of me going i don't know if i want to go back to it in the same way partly because my wife came out of maternity managed to pick up a job and she's working and i'm going i could uh, i wouldn't have to earn quite so much money so i but i think what this whole thing has shown is how um vulnerable the circuit is and so i'm actually looking at it going you know i've got a weekend at the store in august and i'm definitely doing it simon I'm turning up whether you're fucking there or not. Uh, um, basically, I, I, I want to be try and be in a position where I can try and pick and choose gigs a bit more, not run around, you know, doing five in central London on a Saturday night so much. So I'm missing it, but it's also making me reevaluate the circuit because the circuit is vulnerable, and we're finding. I mean, I'm incredibly lucky. I've got savings. I've got a wife who's working. I'm all right. If I was just on my own with and didn't get, I mean, I'm getting about 20%, less than 20% of my income, put my mortgage on hold. And that, mm. this could be the new normal. So I, I'm, I'm gagging to get back and do gigs. Yeah. But there's also been an element of spending time with my family, which has been great. And I'm also looking at trying to do a bit more than circuit stuff as a, as a kind of moving forward, trying to concentrate on all those things that we all say we're doing, like writing and this, 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 yeah. you know, trying to, trying, to, trying to diversify. How about you, Alison? You know, it's interesting because I was thinking about it the other day because I'm probably one of these ones who's like a little bit more on the I err on caution. You know, I'm one of these people who think about transferring stuff. Even if I'm not mm. sick, I don't know if I'm passing it on. And comedy, you know, so I, I do think <laughs> about things. I'll tell you one thing I've really been thinking about is microphones. I'm going to buy my own microphone. I've decided. Yeah. I'm taking my own mic now Can with you me. A really good one because I just. Yeah, just, well, I'll. I'll it's a really terrifying thought that people are going to turn Basically, you've got to get a Shure 58, isn't it, Simon? Sure 58, yeah. That's what I've got. I think yeah. I might just email people now um, before people buy the wrong thing. Honestly, <laughs> Simon, it's not a bad idea if you send out an email to all the people that you, you know, and just go, hey, mm. uh, we are. Th this is the mic we use at the store because before I bought a mic, I was like, I literally will contact all the places I regularly work at and be like, if I bought this, will this plug in? Because, you know. I do. I'm I was thinking about this the other day, Alyssa, though, because what's going to happen is basically every comic is going to have to come up with a bit of business about putting their mic in. Yes, the yes. So all, there's going to become Get ready for the bits. And then someone's going to go, oh, that's so good. I wish I thought of that. And I can't get that in there. Not the first time I've said that. Oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah, or whatever. <laughs> It'll all be sexual innuendo, yeah. Phil Nicola, keep it, just keep it going, going for your, your compare while I just uh, take this XLR lead out and replace it with another what? XLR lead. That's... And now on with the funny. Sorry to be a comedy tech geek, but that was the, by far the worst time to change a mic because you can't say anything while you've unplugged it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're going to walk yeah. on and you're not going to be able to say your first line. So the See? stage yeah. presence that will be required to go click, click, click. All of a sudden we're mimes. <laughs> yeah. We all become mimes. We have yeah. great mime techniques in the mic transference system. I think yeah. perhaps what this is, yeah, perhaps what this is telling us is, is that maybe we need to wait till we've got the virus under control. <laughs> Bob is not leaving. Right, trying to find a whole new yeah. way of, of bringing our own mics up. Yeah. I'm, I'm bringing more mixing desk as well. So. <laughs> maybe we could be, it could be like, you remember at uh, football clubs when the apprentices uh, had to clean the 
the uh, the professionals' boots. What we should do now, sorry, is the ten minute spots <laughs> have to clean the professionals' microphones. <laughs> You're such a product of the English public school system. <laughs> yeah. And then oh. they have to bend over and pretend to be a toast rack. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the marshmallows? Who's got the biscuits? Where's the biscuit? Yeah. I know how this goes, Alistair. We're, uh, yeah. Turn, didn't it? yeah. You know how I was trying to wrap it up? It was to avoid a moment like this. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Well, it's better than Leo masturbating. <laughs> and yet we've still ended on it. So there you have it. Apologies for the drawn-out discussion on comedy technical requirements, but I can't hide where my true passions lie. For our live section, we've chosen another right-wing comedian for Alistair Barry to rub up against as he and Rob Rouse share the stage with the already mentioned Jeff Norcott and the always reasonable Paul Sinner. Look out for the moment when the audience begin to smell blood. Continue that for Miss Tiffany Stevenson. Right, the next game is called Burning Issues. This is not about the fact that you need to drink more water to prevent thrush. What it is, it's... <laughs> pick the ones you like. It's basically our version of Question Time, where instead of usually on Question Time, you get kind of a bunch of politicians and then one comic desperate to sell Edinburgh tickets. We've got three comics desperate to sell Edinburgh tickets. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, we're going we're gonna to talk in a question time kind of way, discuss it, we'll ask you questions. But my first question to the panel, very much in the style of David Dumbleby, is, is it ever, we have a question here from, from Rob Rouse from the Peak District, is it ever okay uh, to wear a Nazi uniform? Jeff. Well, why did you ask Jeff first? Well, I asked Jeff. I brought the stroke, because uh, oh, this, this is, of course, Paul Hollywood wore a Nazi uniform to a party, I believe, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it is had, okay. We had a themed wedding. Everybody bought into it. Uh, <laughs> some what the fuck did others. Mary Berry wear? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what well, he did it like fourteen years ago. Uh, he's going to apologise. <laughs> they're going to have uh, they're going to have Bagel Week on Bake Off next week to apologise. <laughs> it's a good excuse, I mean, though, isn't it? Because if I, you know, about nineteen sixty-one, if everyone went, oh, we did it fourteen years ago. Then it would be fine to wear a Nazi uniform, wouldn't no, it? No, I'm not. I'm just. I, but the thing is, they're saying that there's. Just out, defending Nazis. It's all right, Jeff. We're used to it from you. It's fine. Look, you know, there were problems in Germany at the time. <laughs> uh, no, I just think. It's, my point, I suppose, is is anybody actually outraged? Because they say, oh, there's outrage. But you can never actually find the fucking people that are outraged. It's only people that are outraged about the outrage. And I'm outraged about that. Well, I'm, I'm the only gay Asian doctor in Britain that's never been on Bake Off, so I'm obviously... <laughs> I'm obviously that's outraged. a fucking outrage. Yeah, yeah. That's because of what you did to that pudding. Who were the... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's no not way a to talk about Paul Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> what week was that? Um, so when I... Because Paul Hollywood did this, but I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be quite as outraged as I would be if a six-year-old turned up at school wearing a Nazi uniform, and then my Christian beliefs would mean that I had to indicate to the entire world that I was a bigoted prick on day, live television. Did, did you see that the Christian couple on... Um, yeah, that was quite... I don't know if anyone here is religious, by the way. If you are, you know, do... Please grow up. Um, <laughs> Mate, there's nothing wrong with going to church on a Sunday, not necessarily, but like, when you go and get drunk after having gone to church, has anyone done that? The fucking smugness, mate. It's the best drunkenness you'll ever experience. No one goes to church because they believe in God. Yeah, if you, It's like going to the gym. If you've got a hangover, if you get a hangover, you get hair of the dog, don't you? And a biscuit. Exactly. <laughs> 
great, isn't it? Are we back on Bake Off again? <laughs> it's what Paul did to that cake, or was that just me at private school? Anyway. <laughs> oh, that was just one. What yeah. Alexander down the front just went, oh, a spunk on the biscuit joke. The Hang answer on. to the original question, yes. of course, is yes, of course it is. Otherwise, the film Dunkirk would be nearly as realistic as it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean Dunkirk would consist of people not wearing Nazi uniforms because it would upset people with a delicate sensibility? It's a fancy dress party, like You're when quite, Prince yeah. Harry did it. I mean, people... People are very, uh, and also it was it was reported in the Sun, who are fundamentally scum. So, <laughs> so it's a it's a complete non-story, and I hate Paul Hollywood, and and, yeah. and and it's just a complete non-story. I love that about you, Paul. You hate him, but you're prepared to defend his right to dress up as a fucking Nazi. It that's was why you're a legend. It was an allo allo themed. Absolutely. These C-list TV celebrities have got to stick together. You see, Rob. That's the thing. But no, I think Is it all right to wear a white suit in public and call yourself the Cineman? I don't know, but apparently <laughs> someone thinks you can get away with it and make a hell of a lot more money than anyone else sitting on this fucking panel. So I'm going to sit behind my old friend Paul Sinner and stab the fucker in the back as much as I fucking Sorry, like. Can we, can Any, we get, can we get a saucer of milk for Alistair Barry, please? <laughs> yeah. Anyone would guess that after 20 years in the business, you've never appeared on telly, Alistair. Oh! <laughs> this yeah. is what they fucking came to see! <laughs> so, that was that was totally uh, we are a Jeremy Kyle audience, but we we didn't get tickets, so we fucking hung around in London all day. And You're the one who's been on fucking proper question time. I'm I just am. a bitter old fucker sat at the back. After the show, Alistair. Now yeah. you shut up. I want you to deal with your issues backstage with the counsellor. All right, for Christ's sake, I'm wasting my time here. So, Jeremy Rouse, that was fucking brilliant. Oh, you, you had that in the bag and you chose to do your Donald Trump impression. I, know, I didn't even know I could do it! <laughs> this is just but becoming a bitch off, well, no, isn't this it? Is the point, I think the point is, if yes. I may bring it back to the, the question, uh, the, the point, of course, well, is... The point is, is not, dressing up as a Nazi is questionable, but it's so, always Paul says it's... But, I mean, when you've got a situation, as, as Ben was trying to talk about, when Donald Trump refused to condemn Nazis, it's not difficult to condemn actual Nazis, is it? You go... I condemn Nazis. But this is a man who condemned an atrocity in Sweden that didn't fucking happen. Then the White House said he didn't want to name the Nazis because it would have given them profile, which the Mexican rapists were delighted about. And then Angela Merkel condemned his Nazis for him. I don't want to be rude to the Germans, but when the German leader is condemning your Nazis, Houston, we have a fucking problem. <laughs> Do you know... Um, do you know with Donald Trump, the only mercy with Donald Trump is the time difference between the US and the UK? Because like, we get a bit of time where we're awake and he's not. And you've got to get shit done there at that point, haven't you? The moment that cunt gets 4G, it is over. It's over. Can I, can I, defend, yes, can I defend Donald Trump here? Fucking brilliant. Uh, yes, go please, for it. Yeah. Just, just for a second. I've got an autistic nephew. It's, uh, it's a trouble. Is it trou Donald Trump? No, no, no. I've got, I've got a four-year-old autistic nephew. Oh, he's, he's, he's got skills. You give him the sheet music, Eddie Beethoven piano sonata, and he'll eat them. He, 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 <laughs> he's got skills. And, uh, and on Tuesday, no at one in the morning on Tuesday, November the eighth, uh, I put two hundred quid on Donald Trump to win the general uh, to U.S. presidential election at seven to two. Yeah. Won seven hundred pounds. So thanks to Donald Trump, I've got seven free speech therapy lessons for my autistic nephew. And has he, he spoken? Wicked. No, but that's not the point. <laughs> when he does, he's going to say impeach the cunt, and we'll all raise a we'll all raise we'll a all glass to that. But it is if you go because the Twitter thing as well, like, like um, Jeff says about the time difference. He goes, he's the most delicate sensitivity of any human on earth. Someone to, he did a 
great tweet the other day. No, no politician in history has ever been treated worse than me. And some genius just tweeted back a picture of Nelson Mandela <laughs> sat behind his bars going... Do you know, because there's still, there's still debate about whether or not he should be allowed a state visit to the UK. And I, I sort of think he should, but only because I remember what happened to David Blaine when he came <laughs> in. Uh, I think we, we welcome dickheads in a unique way in this country. And, and it was weird because the petition, is, the way it was worded, it said because it might cause embarrassment to the Queen. I thought, has anybody asked her what she was? Do you know what I mean? She might see Donald Trump as the most compelling argument against the Republic. That might be, the plan might be a parade around the towns and cities of Britain going, yeah, get rid of me, you might get one of these prints, right? <laughs> do you have, do you have any Americans in the audience? Do we have anyone in the audience well, you'd like one, to ask a question? question. There's one, no. no, I found one, so it's, it's, it's friendly fire coming up. Where do are you, as an American in the audience, do you have a question for the panel, sir? I'm so sorry. Oh, bless <laughs> you. It's, no, this is like uh, Goodwill Hunting Come here. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. So no, I like, it's I... not your fault. Where how do we? How do we? Uh, I'll ask a question then. If, is there, does anyone have a question? I'll come to you with the microphone. I've got a rovery mic. Anyone got a question for the panel? There's one yes, here. Yeah, over one here. Who have we got? Hello, sir. What's your name? Paul. Paul, where are you from, Paul? From the north. From the north. <laughs> yes, give me some skin, brother. What's your question, Paul? Well, it seems it's question time. Going back a few years ago, the people of Hartlepool voted a monkey in as the mayor. What do you think of that? Going back I'll a few years. I'll just translate that for, for Alistair. He's from the northeast, Alistair. So yeah. some of the vowels Sorry, were very I long. No you idea might what be he panicking. Said. I just heard you might just heard. <laughs> he's from Hartlepool, and he was asking. Was, about was that like sort of reparations for when you hung one for being a spy? Is that? Yeah. Mm. It really was. I was just taking the piss. Um, <laughs> That You're was in about the 16th weird. century, wasn't it? Yeah. As in a, a few years ago by northeastern estimation. Why did they hang the monkey, can I ask you? They thought he was a long French. Time ago. Because it was yeah, looking what at was the reason birds. for hanging him? <laughs> what? what was the reason for hanging the monkey? Because he was a spy. Yeah, you've got to be careful. I love the way you monkeys. answered that as though that was the most the way, logical thing we, imaginable. Can we just point out, because I know that there are always uh, a good number of tourists in this crowd. This is a true story about a part of Britain where they did hang a monkey because they thought it was a spy. So just don't go <laughs> north of Birmingham would be my advice. <laughs> I have uh, the most Brit... Definitely don't go to fucking Liverpool. The most yeah. Literally the most British thing anyone has ever said to me is after a gig in Hartlepool about 10 years ago when somebody came up to me, shook my hand, said well done and said it's good to see someone sticking up for the packies for change. That is <laughs> and with, on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've solved the world's issues. Here for your Burning Issues panel, ladies and gentlemen, Alistair, Paul and Jeff. So that's it from episode 22. Some exciting news for next week's show, the 7th of July will mark 30 years since The Edge first went on stage, and the fabulous Joe Brand will join us to celebrate and talk a little about the old days on the show. We'll also be joined by the show's instigator and producer, John Connor, along with some other more familiar voices. Don't miss that one. But for now, you have been listening to Alison June-Smith, Alistair Barry, Leo Curse, and Rob Rouse. On stage, we also had Paul Sinner and Jeff Norcott. Please give us a like and a review wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to tune in next week we'll see you next time